you'd like to be a part of Transfer Tea, fill out our submissions form, find the link in the description or on any of our social platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Welcome back to Transfer Tea. I'm really excited for today. I'm interviewing Tony, who I actually went to school with for a year, maybe, and now she's at UCLA. So I will let her introduce herself. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, I'm Tony. I in community college. I was an ethnic studies major. I also got a social science degree. Also picked up a real estate certificate. And at UCLA, I'm an African American studies major and labor studies minor. Very, very cool. And was African American studies the goal when you were in CC, or did that kind of evolve? Uh, it definitely evolved. I entered community college thinking I was going to be a business major, emphasis on thinking. But after my first macroeconomics class, I was like, I don't think I enjoy this all that much. So I changed my major. Probably after first semester. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you always go in being like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then you take the classes and it's like, no. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious to know like your story. Because I met you when you were already at CSM and I was like so wowed. I was like, you already know everything you're doing. But I'm sure it took a lot to get there. So where were you in high school and how did you end up at the College of San Mateo? Sure thing. So I went to a college prep high school and they heavily stressed going to college. I, I believe that for my graduating class, I graduated in 2017, like 97, 98% of people went to four-year college. So it was the norm, basically. But while in high school, I was just as, as involved as I am in community college, or was in community college, just as involved as I am at UCLA. I really just liked being in things, you know, and I liked being with people, and I liked figuring out life outside of school, I guess. And so before I graduated high school, you know, it was college decision day, actually prior to college decision day, I had started entertaining the idea of community college, and it was fairly unheard of. And when I told my counselor, she was like, are you sure? And when I told my parents, they were like, why? So I had to do a lot of explaining as to why I wanted to go to, to community college. And the catalyst, honestly, was that I didn't get into my top schools. And knowing how expensive college is, I told myself, I'm not going into debt for a school that I don't genuinely want to be at. Mm -hmm. I believe that if I'm going to take out any student loan, it's going to be at a place where I am in love with or at least like enough to be there. <laughs> and so I think that that started my interest in community college. And I don't know if you know this, but I commuted every day. So I would drive like an, an hour and a half to and from school over the bridge. I remember you mentioning, you were like, oh, like this is where I live. And I was sitting there, I was like, that is far. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did some research at the end of senior year and I was like, okay, if I'm going to go to community college, let me find the best community college I can mm -hmm. find. I wanted to go to a school with an honors program because I wanted to be a competitive applicant. So I think that already I was thinking two years ahead and saying, okay, if I'm going to do it, let me go to the, to the place that has the resources, the scholarships, the help, the programs that I, I want to be a part of. And so that's honestly how I ended up at CSM. I was like, okay, let me 
drive over to San Mateo every day. Yeah. That's what I did. Impressive. Honestly, I drove like seven minutes and I was still like, oh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I kind of want to touch on like going from a high school that's like a college prep type of school. Mm-hmm. You say you had to explain a lot of like why, why. I, I had to do the same because I was like, I'm going and everyone's like, but you don't need to go. And I was like, okay, but I want to go. Okay. How did that feel like having to go through that? Did it feel good to kind of explain or I don't know like what was that like for you I think that coming from a college prep school it I I got a lot of questions that had very loaded tones associated with them so it wasn't ever a neutral like like, oh why it was always like oh why (laughs) but I think that I was embarrassed at first I think that I was embarrassed in the sense that everyone around me was was going to four years and I was like okay I have to figure something out so to be very honest I talked my my best friend into it um and he transferred to Haas Berkeley so he took the same transfer route I was like okay I have a friend with me it's going to be okay he didn't end up going to CSM he went to Kenyatta actually but I think that having someone to talk to made me feel better and we would get the exact same questions unfortunately and his counselor told him like straight up like you shouldn't do that and so I think that it was us like counseling each other honestly and just going like we are doing the right thing we're going to save money we're going to get a great education community college isn't lesser than but I think once I got to community college, I was like, okay, this is fine. Like, I'm fine. They were wrong. I'm happy that I still stuck with it. But initially, it was definitely something I had to work through. That's crazy. It was you guys against the world. Honestly. <laughs> but I think that's so important to highlight because I think for a lot of people, it's like, okay, you went to community college. Now you transferred to this great school. Cool. And it's like, no, it took a lot. It took a lot of like ignoring the outside, learning to grow mm-hmm. I really like I can completely empathize because I had the same I had people I really respected just be like oh why but it was so loaded with like what is it they were like trying to extract like, mm-hmm. it possibly being like no like this is just my choice but anyways going back to like your your journey to CC so you said you started as a business major what was that first year like, like what did you get involved in how did you kind of navigate your way through the call like through CSM sure I think that Coming out of the district, like entering the district, not being from that side of the peninsula, that was a challenge in and of itself. Because when I got to community college, most people either knew one person, already knew each other. So I think that socially it was difficult. In that first year, I had a job on the other side of the bay. So I would go to class and commute right back. And it was like that for all of first semester, most of second semester. It was pretty difficult, but I I was so unhappy. And I knew that it was because I wasn't involved on campus. I felt like something was missing. So I quit that job (laughs) and I was like, okay, I'm making it my full-time plan now to be involved. And that's when I joined PTK. That's when I started thinking about starting a debate club. So I think 
It was definitely an, an interesting first year, but you experienced me when I finally like <laughs> figured things out. But that definitely wasn't my first year experience whatsoever mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> That's really interesting because I've talked to a lot of people who've had this like similar first semester, or first year is figuring it all out, but. That's like the I, why I'm like, there are all these kids who are like, I'm going to do it in a year. And I'm like, you really might want to take two, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to yes. hurt you. Because me, after my first year, I don't think I would have gotten into any of the schools that I got into. <laughs> you took classes. That's kind of all I did. Very interesting. So you said you ended up joining PTK. I know you were in honors too, like. How do you find those things? That's a big question for a lot of people at community college. Like, how do I find these things? How do I get into them and involved in them? Yeah, I think, once again, coming from outside of the district, I was like, what even is that community college? So I was definitely in that, what are the social clubs? Like, what are people doing? I think that in my first semester, sitting back and seeing clubs post, like, on bulletins, outside of like classrooms I would look at those religiously I would go actually to the front desk and kind of like read whatever flyers they had out so I did a lot of self-research and I think that just being in class too I would ear hustle in on people's conversations and just listen like, like okay okay wait that's what they're doing cool and I was fairly introverted, but I would try and like talk to people like, oh, hey, what do you do? Like, you know, it was <laughs> very informal. And I think that I can honestly say that I stumbled into a lot of things, both at community college and at UCLA. I think that I didn't have a set goal. It was just, I have to be involved. And when I found it, I knew, but I did a lot of searching and a lot of like, informal research to get to that place that's kind of cute to put it that way I really think you kind of stumble on stuff you're like Mm -hmm. oh you're in that and then someone's like yeah just come to the meeting and then you're like sitting Mm -hmm. there and you're like I guess I'm in this now right (laughs) (laughs) that was me with PTK but it was like one of the best things that happened but I think I think that is a thing that you're so right even like being introverted just look at what's posted especially now it's all online but yeah I like that so before we go into like the transferring being at UCLA which I know is exciting and people have like lots of questions about being at specifically UCLA but before that like what were your favorite maybe like classes you took or things you were involved in sure so I think that one of the highlights of my community college career was being an intern at the Multicultural and Dream Center it was underground (laughs) with EOPS and Emoja and I think that I didn't know that those places existed until my second semester of my final year. So yeah, (laughs) I wish I had found it sooner, but I think there I found a community of really great people, like truly wonderful people. So that was definitely a highlight. I'd say another social highlight would be the debate club, of course. I did debate all throughout high school, and so naturally it was like, oh, CSM doesn't have this. Let me start this. Um, And so restarting it, because it had gone out of commission for like a a few years, but in community college, that's like eons, you know. Um, But I think that restarting that was also 
the way that I made friends, like that is how I was able to like meet people and network. And some of my favorite classes, I'd have to say all of my ethnic studies courses, I think that although that was my major, so I feel like I'm kind of cheating in saying that, they really shaped my understanding of the world, of my positionality, of bigger than me, kind of. Yeah, I think that it, it really gave me a very firm foundation to take what I learned and transfer to UCLA. And another class, just for fun, um, would be my astronomy class. <laughs> Only because I just like stars. And that was just so cool that I could take that and, and have it count towards my transfer credits. So Yeah, I started as bio, so that was not for me. It's the worst thing ever, but it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I took chem. So chem got me out of my science requirement. But I remember later, everyone else was like, oh, I'm in like astronomy. It's so cool. And I was like, well, that's great. I took chem. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I empathize. Thank you. It was really hard. But also, okay, I keep delaying this, but I really want to ask about real estate. What was that like with that real estate certificate? Sure, sure. So as a disclaimer, I loved House Hunters. I was going through like a very big HGTV phase and I was technically finished with my degrees and my transfer requirements after my first semester of my second year. So I had an entire semester to just do whatever. And I was like, okay, what do I like doing? And I was figuring out what classes I could take and I was gonna take a bunch of like random classes. But then I realized, oh my gosh, I can get my real estate certificate. Now, will I use this? Probably not, but it could be fun. And I would learn a lot about the industry itself, learn what to do in the event of, you know, any real estate transaction and learn it from the agent's point of view. So I took the the courses and got the certificate for the background knowledge. And that was my entire second semester, actually. I took those three courses and since i had to be full-time i also took like marine biology online yeah very random but it was a lot of fun i think that in real estate courses it's mainly adults so i was probably not probably i was the only person under i'd say like 27 and i know that because i would talk to, to my classmates and they were very very talkative and we would just like talk about what their jobs were and what they were doing and why they were getting their real estate certificate. So I think that that one wasn't necessarily a stumble, but it was a lot of fun. And I think that I'm very grateful that I had time in my schedule to pursue that. That's so cool. I like how you still, like you get so much more out of it than just that certificate, like that whole experience. I talked to someone else about how it's so interesting to be at a CC and people are from everywhere and like doing everything and you're just in a class together i loved that that was one of my favorite things so now we'll do do the transfer part so (laughs) you did the two-year track right right Mm -hmm. so then in the beginning of your second year you are applying to schools how'd you pick what schools you wanted to apply to do you have any advice on that kind of process i think that i picked schools that i was genuinely interested in I was encouraged by other people to apply to schools just for the sake of applying. 
Um, and I have a few friends that, that did that. And I think that that's one route, but I kept telling myself like, you can only go to one school. So I would say pick schools that you have a genuine interest in and as probably redundant as this is, pick schools that you can see yourself at. I can honestly say that every single school I applied to, I did intensive research. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos because I wasn't going to, to travel to all of them. Um, but I watched a bunch of YouTube videos about transferring. I watched dorm tours. I was trying to figure out as much as possible. And obviously for the, the academic side of it, I was looking at, okay, what are the acceptance rates? You know, um, am I a qualified applicant? I was looking at everything, like what was their alumni network like? Like trying to think even beyond those extra two years at university I think that that really guided me and I applied to all schools in California because I knew that I didn't want to be cold and they were all UCs too I felt like I had a pretty good chance of getting into the UCs and I got into all those schools and stuff. awesome I did one cold school and I didn't get into it so you know I think it was nice it was meant to be <laughs> yeah I thought I would move to I literally I thought I was going to be at Georgetown it was like the dream. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get there. It's okay. I'm going to be cold, but I'll be in the library. It'll be so cute. Our girls, blah, blah, They were like, no, don't come. <laughs> but, yeah, I like that. I actually wish I, that someone had told me about YouTube and like going through YouTube videos. And I didn't, I didn't even think to do that. I'm not so smart. And like everyone else in my group chats for transfers was like, oh, have you like seen this YouTuber who goes here? And like, like, I didn't know this was a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a niche community and it doesn't like come looking for you. You have to go look for it. So for sure. Well, cool. That's a good tip if anyone. Yeah, because I also didn't travel to schools, but I agree. I did the same. I I started with like a big list of schools, but then it really was like, would I go here? Like, mm -hmm. I had two schools in the like Chicago area and I was like, I love these schools. But then I think I went on my weather app and I just looked up the weather <laughs> that day and I was like, this is not, <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, you ended up at UCLA, which is so, so cool. And I think very fitting. Like it, it seems like that was the right place for you. I hope that that's the case. So what was it, what was it like to transfer there and from getting in the group chats, getting there till you had to come home? Yeah. <laughs> I think when I got in, I was really excited. I think that when you get into schools after working towards getting into those schools, it's the most gratifying feeling I've experienced. So I was on a high and then community college ended. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to actually go to this school now. Like, but that is my new school. I have an ID and everything. And honestly, the summer before, even though I was excited, I tried my hardest not to think about it. I tried so hard because I was scared more so for the social aspect. I was terrified. Oh my goodness. I didn't want to hear about UCLA. I didn't want to think about UCLA. I was like, I will think about it when it comes time to think about it but I think that for me that that worked but my best friend he wanted to talk about Berkeley every day every hour and I was fine with that because I think that 
once you get into your your dream school, you definitely have that right. Well, once you get into any school, you have that right. But I think in terms of transferring, I moved in. I'm on the, the quarter system. Yeah, I'm on the quarter system. So I moved in. And I just remember thinking like, okay, we have to do what we did at community college, but we have to do it a little bit more quickly um, and not wait an entire quarter or semester to find what I'm interested in. And so luckily for me, I experienced UCLA pre-COVID. And so I went to the activities fair. I signed up for a bunch of clubs that I never went to as as does everyone, you know, that's just a rite of passage. But I think that in narrowing down what I wanted to do or be a part of, it honestly came down to what I was most interested in, once again, and what I had time for and what I had the energy for. I felt like I needed to sprint to be a part of all these orgs, when in reality that wasn't the case. But academics-wise, I would say that I was expecting the worst. I was expecting that I was going to be the only one who didn't know anything or, you know, I really anticipated imposter syndrome only to get to UCLA and realize, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm just as qualified as everyone here. And in my experience, I would say that the transfer students were more mature, more prepared, more grown up, more excited and more ready to take advantage of being at UCLA. Mm -hmm. And I was fortunate enough to live in a dorm with all transfer students. So it was 10 floors of all transfer students. And I think that although we didn't have classes together, that was also a very integral part of my first quarter experience. And in the classroom, I could always spot who the transfers were. And although I've since expanded my friendship circle, at the beginning, I was friends with mostly transfers because I think that we all understood like, okay, like we've seen what community college is like. In community college, as you mentioned earlier, you're interacting with a bunch of different people. So so you have a much more expansive worldview and a better understanding of the world, I would argue. And so... I think that my first quarter turned out a lot better than I expected. And yeah, I'm I'm very grateful for that. Very, very grateful for that. That's cool though. Like for me to kind of hear that is a relief. Like even though I'm going into this remotely as basically everyone else, but it's still nice to hear that you felt prepared and that you saw that amongst other people too, because I think it is a fear. Like, like, do I deserve to be here? Like am I ready? But I think, I think so. I hope so. No, I, I think you are, I'd say, overprepared. You'd be very shocked at, although my peers are very, very smart, my mm-hmm. non-transfer peers, I'd say i choose a transfer student any day. They are just mm-hmm. wonderful people, yeah. There's just so much more you have with you yes. than academics. I really like that. Well, I'm just curious, like, now that it is COVID, how are you planning to still be, like, involved in doing UCLA things when we're all kind of confined to our rooms? Sure, sure. I think I was fortunate enough, well, I will backtrack. I'll say that the college I go to has a very active student body. We actually have one of the largest student bodies or something like that in the nation. And 
everyone is very, very active. And so when we went online back in March, none of my activities stopped. Like we were still hosting programs. We were still hosting events. We were still having regular Zoom calls. We were still talking about, okay, next week we have to X, Y, and Z, you know? And so I think that being online, I, I thought it was going to be like, oh no, school's over now. But I'd say that it was the opposite, the complete opposite, which I'm pretty happy about. In terms of the organizations I'm a part of currently, we are still meeting. I'm on the board for one organization, and we're currently in the process of figuring out how are we going to alter our intake so that we can make sure that incoming transfers, incoming freshmen feel welcome. How can we um, modify our programs, our events, so that everyone can join. And so I think that we're not the only org doing this. So I do believe that getting involved virtually, as long as you go looking for it, I believe that you'll be able to find something. And there are clubs, organizations that are still heavily programming that you will still maybe not get the traditional experience, but you'll definitely get to be a part of it and meet really, really amazing people. That's amazing. I think that every school is kind of trying to do that, but it's really cool to hear that like UCLA just has so much that you guys are able to like continue. And I love that that idea of like making sure incoming students feel welcome. So important. So I guess now we'll backtrack, hop back to like you being 18. This is a hard question, but it is my favorite question by far. If you could go back to 18-year-old Tony and be like, Tony, this is the thing. What would you tell her? What advice would you give her now that you have gone through so, so, so much? I would have to tell myself to give myself a lot more credit. I think that choosing to go to community college is a big deal. You know, it is a life-changing decision, not only because it will impact those two years, but it'll also impact how you look at the world after those two years. And I think that when I was in community college, even before community college, I wasn't giving myself enough credit. I was like, oh no, like, what if this terrible thing happens? Or what if I don't get into any schools? Or what if, what if, what if? And so I would just say, like, as long as you put the work in, you'll be okay. Give yourself credit, celebrate your successes. If you study really hard for a test, celebrate that you know because other people may not be as willing to celebrate it for you so you have to be your biggest cheerleader and be your biggest advocate so i think that that's two-part advice but to expand on the second part in being your biggest cheerleader and being your biggest advocate i think that that's the one aspect where i feel like i did the most growing up in i had to convince myself on the daily that you can do this. You can transfer. You got this. You are just as smart as everyone else. And so, yeah, I would tell myself to have a little bit more faith. You know, <laughs> I'll be okay. Well, I think it's so true. So many of us, I had the same, like a lot of people ask me if I expected to get into the schools I got into. And I don't know how to be like, I almost didn't apply to most of them. I like, cause I was just like, there is no way. Like, why would you let me in? But 
you should never like stand in the way of your own success. Like everyone else is trying to do that for you. You need to like, I agree. (laughs) But I think that to your point, you have to realize, or I had to realize that there will be so many people that are voluntarily against you and maybe not in a malicious way, but in a, wait, why are you going to a community college? Why, why are you not, you know, that you have to be like, okay, hold on. I'm doing this for these reasons in which I don't have to explain to you, but if everyone else is against you, you have to be the only person on your team at at the least, at the barest of minimums, you have to root for yourself. So I definitely agree completely. I think it's crazy too, because like you saying that to me, like I didn't know how to convey without being like a weird groupie. But, like, I was so impressed when I met you. <laughs> I was like, she has everything. Like, she's got it all together. She knows what she's doing. And, like, that's so interesting, though, to, to realize that it took so much, like, work and effort mm-hmm. to kind of get there. Um, yeah. But really cool. I think also to that point, one thing I realized at community college and mainly at UCLA is that a lot of people don't know what they're doing. There's so many people, (laughs) but everyone seems like it. So thank you, (laughs) because I I think that I did a very good job of seeming like it. But I think that that's fairly standard. So thank you. Yeah, for sure. That's so cool. Well, as we wrap this up, is there anything you kind of want to make sure you get across or like just throw in here for anyone who's listening who might be in a similar position, kind of like we were when we were 18 starting? Sure. I'd say I'm going to speak very briefly to choosing your major because I received a lot of conflicting feedback. Um, but as I'm entering the job force and, you know, all that adult stuff, um, I'd say choose a major that you actually like, because mm-hmm. not that it does not matter. There are obviously specialized positions that you need certain credentials and qualifications for, but going into the workforce, you know, your degree will more or less not matter as much. So do something in undergrad that you like and you will be okay. Yes. Just out of curiosity, what are you looking to do? Like, are you thinking of school after undergrad or are you trying to? Sure. So I'm currently interning at Facebook. And yeah, I stumbled on that too, to be very honest. (laughs) But I'm thinking about getting my MBA in a few years. But before then, hopefully Facebook, hopefully going into tech, we will see. That is subject to change because my mind changes <laughs> fairly frequently. Yeah. That's very cool. I think like you're so right. Just at least like do what you love. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't do what you don't love. Like, yeah. like you could get an MBA and you're not a business major. I could get an MBA. I'm probably sad. Like, I Precisely. <laughs> So do what you, like, yes, I really yes. like that. Hopefully people will, like, get this information. Like, listen to this podcast again if you need to, because there's some good information in here. But, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time and, and doing this interview with me. It was so cool. I would love to maybe talk again when you're done with undergrad and see where you're at then. It would be so cool. And I love watching your journey through Instagram. I hope that good things keep coming. This has been really fun. Of course. Likewise, I'd have to say that I'm equally impressed. I think that in community college, we were a part of a group of people that were just as motivated, just as excited about transferring. And so 
it is no surprise to me that you got into Stanford, but I'm so proud of you, so excited for you. I truly, when I saw your acceptance, my heart sang and I was like, yeah, it, this makes sense. This makes complete total sense. And I know that Stanford is just one part of your journey, but you're going to do amazing things afterwards. And yes, we will definitely stay in touch. I'm excited to see your journey, although it will be virtual for the first part. Hopefully, in your second year. <laughs> I have three years, so like by year three, maybe. Yes, okay. Well, that's even better. That is even better. <laughs> I don't know. You'll probably be on your MBA by the time I finish my Oh my goodness, no, no. <laughs> Nowhere near it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Transfer Tea. Please tune in next Tuesday for another amazing interview, and we might have some podcasts coming out during the week. Bye.